0: Welcome to the Gate Crashers podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your ivory tower representative, Amanda Ledeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Ledeke.
1: And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crowe, novelist and speaker. I had an audiobook narrator say to me, That the most successful indie authors are also talented audio directors, which I thought was A, super insightful, and B, probably right. You know, because if you are self-published, if you're an indie author, even if you're working with just a small house, you know, one of those boutique houses, and this is what they do, where you still have a lot of your creative control, you do kind of need to be a little bit of an audiobook director. In order yeah. for your audiobook to be successful. And we've passed this around because this is what's been told to me, but now the numbers have changed. It used to be that audiobooks were going to take, were going to be about a third of your royalties. And now it's jumped to 50% in the last two years. Hmm. I don't know if it's because people are staying home more, yeah. or I don't know, they don't want to fly, so they're driving more. I don't know exactly what's behind it, but audiobooks are on the rise. Have you guys
0: produced any audiobooks yet? Or have you entered that market? Funny
1: you ask. So it's a little bit cost prohibitive if you want to do it the right way. I mean, you can just record it yourself, but I don't know that that's, that's not going to have the most successful or professional polish to it. You know, it's a bit uh-huh. like making your own book cover. Uh-huh. Um, but Ben has been working to get an audio book made and he actually got some feedback when we were at the conference and it wasn't entirely positive oh so this series is um it's like a comical action adventure series and he hired a friend of his from high school who's also an actor so he's got all of the professional equipment he's done acting jobs seems like a great fit the misstep happened on ben's direction not on the content itself he wanted his friend andy to be at a level 9 or a level 10 energy-wise for the whole book. And I've caught I've caught some sections of it and it was draining uh-huh. to listen to for too long because Andy's voice is at a 9 or a 10 the whole time. And that was basically the feedback that he got from this audiobook narrator was, you know, when it comes to dialogue, when it comes to character voices, it's perfect and it's on point, but because the narration is so high level that after seven or eight minutes, it's just exhausting and uh-huh. draining to listen to because your ear is not giving, is not been given a break. You know, there's no time to take a breath or to rest. There's no difference between the dialogue and the prose. And so I, I thought that was interesting, Not not just, you know, It's not just the cost of audiobooks that's prohibitive. It's also your talent, your ability to say, okay, well, this is how I want the audiobook made. This is the sound that I'm
0: going for. This is fascinating to me because I could rant about audiobooks for a while. First of all, traditional publishing, I feel like they are so behind on audiobooks. Like we will do a deal and we have to ask before the deal is signed, we have to ask the publishers. So are you going to do an audio edition? Because it's not a for sure thing. Right. So we have, you would think with all of this success and the change in the world situation with the pandemic, you would think that publishers would make audio a for sure included release along with the ebook and the print book. It's still not a guaranteed thing. So we have to make sure that it's going to happen. And if they say, well, we don't know, then we have to make sure that the rights revert to the author after a certain amount of time so that the author can do, like it is a whole pain. But one thing that is, this is interesting to hear, and it may be because I do more with nonfiction than fiction. So that's also like a different ballgame when it comes to audio. But my push with my authors is many times to see if I can get them locked in as the narrator yes because it's the message is so much better coming from them again this is nonfiction, fiction so it's different yes. than fiction yep um and that has been sometimes so frustrating where you know they say well of course we'll we'll let you know and then they don't and then so like you're checking in like hey did you move forward on the narrator auditions oh well we started that already can you hurry up and put something together and like the author's scrambling to like record on their phone i had the the professional wrestler i work with like he was walking around um, with his video on on his phone doing his audio narration audition for his yeah. audio book like it's just really janky right but what we're finding is many times if the nonfiction authors can get their auditions in on time they do get selected to read but then it's a whole matter of like scheduling, and, and I don't know. It, it's a whole thing. So this is fascinating to hear that on the self-pub fiction side, and it might might be the, just a different nature of the fiction beast. But it's more of a you should get it professionally read.
1: Yeah, and that's what I've heard uh, at conferences as well. Is that you know if you're writing in nonfiction and you want to do an audiobook, it should come from you. It should come from the author. It's your voice. You mm-hmm. are giving advice. It doesn't make as much sense to have you know a professional narrator doing the book um, as opposed to fiction where you want somebody who has that polish and really ideally, you want somebody who works in that genre. Yeah. because a lot of audiobook narrators, especially if they are known for this is, you know, they're a science fiction audiobook narrator and that's what they do, they have their own following. So it's not just other readers or other listeners who are going to be looking for you for you. The audiobook narrator that you pick can actually help draw more people to your
0: following as well. Hmm. So for the self-published author who wants to produce an audiobook or also for the traditionally published author who has their audio rights and wants to produce an audiobook, Mm -hmm. what are they looking at in terms of the cost to pay someone to read the text?
1: To do it correctly, probably at least a couple grand. I would say, and this also depends on the length of the work, but I would say count on probably three to five grand set mm-hmm. aside to have the audiobook made. You can find people who will do it for less, you can find people who will do it for a couple hundred. It's just one of those buyer beware questions, uh, buyer beware situations, you know. Unfortunately, with audiobook narrators, it's pretty easy to find out what kind of quality product you're going to get. You yeah. know, they should have other examples that they can send to you. Or, oh, I narrated so and so's entire series. Okay, great. Go download one of those audiobooks. Give it a listen. Do you like the quality? Do you like the sound? Yeah. Does it fit with your series?
0: Does it make sense? You know, that kind of thing. And then turnaround time how quickly can they usually get it done?
1: Certainly within a couple months. It's really different depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. Depends how, you know, in demand that narrator is, how far out they're booked, when they're going to have the time. One thing that
0: I absolutely cannot stand, and I just feel like this is happening more and more with audio is that the narrators are starting to sound robotic. Mm. And there's just like this, I don't know, just this robotic. It seems like the cheaper that you go with your narrator fee, the more robotic they sound to the point where sometimes I'm like, is this AI reading this text?
1: Oh man, (laughs) that's not worth any money. No. Don't pay for that. No. But I mean, that makes sense. You know, somebody who just doesn't have as much talent isn't going to be able to command a higher price point. And somebody who does have a lot of talent can. So I think if you're going to try to produce your own audiobook, you better just be really well-versed in your genre. What sells? What works? What are the expectations? Are there any narrators who have a great following in your genre? Can you afford them? Yeah. Do you need to sell a kidney to get this done? I don't know. That's your decision to make. (laughs) But keep your kidneys.
0: Keep your kidneys. And if you do it yourself, I mean, that has to be a huge time. Like, this is a whole other topic, but that has to be a huge time sink, too.
1: Oh, massive. Massive. Because you've got like the learning curve. Yeah. Then you've got takes where you've got to edit it. You know, I mean, it's not just like sitting in front of a microphone and reading. Your book. This yeah. is a whole other skill set.
0: Yeah, and if you're not a act like a like a stage Actor. performer, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if I ever get around to publishing stuff, I'm going to give it a whirl myself. I am, um, I am, and it's probably you've got the be, voice for it. And I and know you edit how to
1: these, edit, so
0: and I can get my microphone set up, and which I'm not using today. If I sound weird, but I'm going to give it a whirl and report back with how much I hate my life when I do it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gatecrashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.